Guess what, motherfucker? It's the Airbuds, motherfucker. What's up? What's up, y'all? Thanks for listening again. This is the Airbuds podcast about basketball. Oh, right. I'm Jamel. And- My name's Mike. <clears throat> it's funny. I we keep still haven't. Yeah, you've been like the past year. You've forgotten to introduce yourself more and well, more. Well, because it's like I mean, who's new? Who's new here? Every podcast we get at least one new listener. I bet that's crazy. One new person has been pulling up to this show every week for six years. Yeah, and then they turn around and leave immediately because <laughs> they see <laughs> all the other fucking freaks that have been here since day yeah. one. Yeah. I, man, am I letting the intro slide too long, too? I thought people liked that beat. Maybe I should just hop right in. I think people like it. It's a good one. Shout out Wolfpack, who come in every uh, every week and play it live for us and then, you know, take off. Leave. Um, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I saw a license plate the other day that said Wolfpack. It was like V-L-F-P-E or P-A-C-K. And okay. I was like, could that be someone from Wolfpack? I know they I do saw- be- I'm sorry. I, I saw a license plate today that said STI Bay. Um, I saw one the other day. You might have seen it on my story, but it said JC and then the heart and then Joka, J-O-K-A. Jesus Christ loves the Joker, baby. <laughs> Maybe that was it was basically somebody... the message of the, the Super Bowl ads that, that they did. That ain't right? bad. Yeah. It was either that or it was uh, someone who worked on that Will Smith show, This Joker. Oh, they put they went all in on this Joker, and then and then uh, Quippy went down, and then Will Smith went down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they got the license plate. <clears throat> yeah, you didn't do a this Joker set, did you? No, no, David Bory did, which I understand your confusion. <laughs> no, I knew David did. I know Megan <laughs> Gailey did, but I don't. That was like such a weird thing when all my friends were like suddenly posting like secret pictures with will smith and i was just like i didn't know who's all involved listen uh i not to disparage anyone but when those pics came out that is when i knew something was wrong with will smith just i'm like what is will smith doing hanging around with my friends that is a very good question and you know what let's return to that (laughs) after we do business uh look we've got a big this is a big week for the airbuds uh This Thursday, if you're in Los Angeles, come join us at the Elysian Theater for Airbuds Live. Yes, sir. It's going to be a great show. We've got a great lineup. We've got Langston Kerman. We've got the aforementioned Megan Gailey. We've got Trevor Joyner. Bow, bow. We've got Chase Bernstein. Bow. we got uh, Bill Walton Improv. You're not going to want to miss that. Buddha bow. And uh, since Peter's in New York and can't join us, he can't join us tonight, by the way. The, the All-Star game just ended, and he's a sleepy little baby. Sleepy boy. He doesn't stay up till 1 a.m. anymore because whatever. He's got a family or some shit. I don't know. But taking his this fucking family man's place is another family man uh, who doesn't care about his family. Yeah. <laughs> Making Kaylee's husband CJ Toledano. Where's their baby going to be? We don't in know. The crowd. He's going to be in the crowd. Hyping <laughs> him be- up. 
Fantastic. CJ Toledano is filling in for Peter as guest host. You've heard him on this podcast many, many times. He's, he's referred to as the fourth bud. Uh, but it's going to be a great show at the Elysian Theater. Uh, check out uh, our Instagram or our Twitter for link uh, to tickets. Um, the last one was a fucking blast, and I think this one's going to be even better. Bro, that shit was a goddamn romp. Yeah. A GD romp. Swear to God. Swear to God, bro. We got more shirts to give away. We got more hats to give away. Well, speaking of shirts to give away, Jamel, you had a thing, a special thing you wanted to, to promote. Hey, guys, if you're listening <clears throat> to this and you're in Los Angeles right now and you need a 3XL Lamar Odom Clippers jersey, come to my house. That's right. The president's, <laughs> the president's Day sale of a lifetime is happening today in Northeast Los Angeles at the crib. Slide into my DMs, Broccoli House on Instagram. Come through. I'm selling stuff from 12 to 6 today at the Shrib. And I got a lot of shit. I just ran through it. I got hella polo gear. I got some eyes. I ha- it's a lot of non-sports gear as well. A lot of long sleeve uh, button-ups, flannels, some denim shirts, some cool Native American vibe type stuff. I got a couple of scarves. I got some soccer scarves if you're into El Salvadorian soccer. And if you follow Jamal on social media, you know that he is a, a wild fashion boy. Like you just have, uh, you got a wide ranging taste and a lot of like, you know, you're, I would say your your items like range from like, uh, like low taste to high taste. Like you're just yeah. kind of like, you'll have like the, uh, the NASCAR, the vintage shitty NASCAR t-shirt. And then you'll have like a really nice, like Ralph Lauren, like collared shirt. Yeah. I mean, I got some, if you come at the right time, there'll be some door busters. I got some Oscar de la Renta. I got a nice sweater. I got some, um, some Ralph Lauren linen suits. I got some Lacoste sweaters. Like, yeah, I, I range. I mean, I was doing eras before they was calling them eras. That's true. And, and you were uh, living yeah. them all at once. <laughs> That's true. I would kind of show up in different. And then sometimes I would be wearing some shit just to wear it. Like, you know what? I'm going to get on some preppy, like, boat wear, like, yacht shit. And then I would see somebody that I would not want to see me in yacht shit. Mm-hmm. And it'd be pretty embarrassing. But all that being said, whatever your flavor I do have at least one item you're into. Every team, every sport, get at me. Y'all are at me. That's also not true. I don't have any Yankee stuff. Do you remember your uh, Ivy Park yoga pants era? Hell yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was wearing big yoga pants with my ass out. And I remember I would see um, David Borey and he would just be like, man, you are you are brave, dude. <laughs> you're so brave. And I'd be like, I know, right? I'm like, fuck it, man. I was dressing like Billie Eilish in 2019, nigga. <laughs> I've done it all. I've seen it all. I've done it all. And yo, I want my style back. All right. We're like seven and a half minutes into this podcast. We have not even talked about the All-Star uh, game yet. But uh, so slide into Jamel's DMs on uh, Breckley House on Instagram.com. He'll he'll give you the hookup, the address, whatever. Uh, yeah. And then uh, go to Patreon.com. So share buds pod. Uh, pretty soon, that's the only way you'll be able, be able to hear full episodes of the show. We're going full Patreon day one of the playoffs. So you have until April 15th. Also, 
these old apps aren't going to disappear if you want to go through the archive, but we're going straight Patriot yeah. day one of round one. I'm so glad you mentioned April 15th because I have on my notepad here, uh, right. <clears throat> a bunch of notes scribbled down. And then there's April 15th was written really big. And earlier today I was like, what the fuck's happening on April 15th? That's tax day. What the, what was I thinking? And now I, this, I wrote that down from our conversation, uh, a few weeks ago about it, what it was this year ago. Yeah, it was this shit, bud. Okay. Now on to the podcast about basketball. Happy basketball, Jamel. Did you have a happy basketball weekend? You know what I did, man. You know, it was um, the lady's birthday, which being in the same week as Valentine's Day is unfair. But because I know love is real because where she threw her party, they had All-Star Saturday on. So I didn't miss it. It was all love. Uh, Thanks for the invite. My bad, dog. I didn't know you was even trying to do all that. Uh, no, it's worried. No worries. Uh, we invited we invited you to the Super Bowl, and you ain't even say nothing. Hadouken, Hadouken as well. I'm remembering now that you didn't you did mention it one time. Aha! My bad. It's all good. I just want you to know it's all love, Daddy. We ain't we ain't excluding nobody. I did go watch it with uh, another Eagles fan who was much more psychotic than I am about about it. So, <laughs> how was it? Was it okay? Did he like? Uh, she and it was. Uh, uh, she was. She was kind of torn up. At one point, her girlfriend, like halfway through the Super Bowl, had like more alcohol delivered because she was just like, I figure she's going to want to either drown her sorrows or get blackout drunk and go riot. <laughs> yeah, one way, one way or yeah. the other. Um, but it was looking like the Eagles were going to win at that point, so I felt like Riot was uh, was the answer. Uh, turned out not to be the case. Damn, maybe it was good that they lost. Yeah, because if they won, she would have like damaged some property. I don't know. There's like they live in Los Feliz. What are they going to do? <laughs> Fuck up uh, Eric Andre's house. Yeah. Some. Um. But Jamel, All-Star Weekend was this weekend. Uh, let me ask you right off the bat, did you watch the Celebrity Game on Friday? That is the only thing that I didn't see a second of. I have not seen any celebrity. I saw Janelle Monet not understand how offense works, mm-hmm. and that was about it. I did not watch a single second of it. I did not even see any clips. Not interested. Uh, go to Round Ball Rock, our friends over there, the podcast, uh, our brother podcast, they put out a very funny celebrity game uh, themed podcast on Friday. That's all you need to do. We don't need yeah. to recap it for you. Just go listen to them. Please do. Yeah. Them the, them the homies and you know they was comprehensive with it. Yeah. Oh, they are the most comprehensive comedy basketball podcast. They, if you want comedy basketball with real numbers behind it, them your guys. If you want just some dumbasses to just say some stuff and be mad wrong, Hello. <laughs> We're the boys. <laughs> okay, let's move on to Saturday. Uh, before mm-hmm. the kind of main event kicks off, before All-Star Saturday night began, um, TNT was airing something, I think it probably began around 4 o'clock, called The Sum. All-Star Music Battle. Did you watch any of this? What? Uh, it is must miss TV, Jamel. It was one of the worst hours of TV I've ever seen. 
it was new music or like a history of all-star performances? So basically they got uh big fans of BB Rexa. Okay, you missed me with the first pitch. And big fans of Wiz Khalifa. Uh, I mean, I like cushion orange juice. Is that enough? Um, I mean, that's all he's really got except for the Fast and the Furious song, right? He's got I mean, black and yellow is a like it or not. It's 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 arena rock. Yeah. And um the follow-up tape is also good. Taylor Alderdice, Alderdice or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh both of those are good and um, would you say it would be weird for like Okay, so they, they gathered up a large group of PB Rexa and uh Wiz Khalifa super fans. And they like interviewed all of them about what what BB Rexa means to them and why they're so such huge fans. And then <clears throat> there's like video packages, and then the fans got to meet. Like they picked like two fans out of like the group of fifty to like meet her, and then like she just did a performance like with them, like like basically surrounded by the fans. And it's like she was like letting fans sing, like take like giving them the microphone, and then they mm-hmm. sounded like this as they were singing, and it was like awful. Um, the sound was like the worst produced sound I ever heard. Then they gave it to Wiz Khalifa. Wiz Khalifa did see you again, of course. Yes, um, you do. But then he, uh, you know, it, it, again, sound was awful, poorly produced show. Um, but uh, Wiz at least kind of got the vibe more and was kind of just basically like crowd surfing with like this big group of fans as he was rapping. But uh, all in all, uh, not great. <laughs> but it reminded me there's see i want to do it i want to do a thing where we go back because it reminded me of a few years back where they kind of it seems like they're always trying a new thing like the hour before all-star saturday night starts there's like a an hour-long slot uh do you remember a few years back where they did a player fashion show yes yeah, like they, there was just like an hour, like where like different players from the league were just like walking a catwalk, and like it was just really awkward. And I was like, "What's the point of this?" Like, there's just like a history of like shows like this that TNT tries every year. I think we should do a series on Patreon where we go back and watch all of them that we can get our hands on. I'm not opposed. Yeah, we could also bring it to. Um, we could line this up for Airbuds Live. I was just gonna say we go over this weekend at the show but i like this too well i we'll talk we'll talk more we'll, talk, fact, we'll get a little bit of that. yeah, we'll yeah. Get that. But uh, we, come to airbuds live to see what come, we actually do yeah i well we have the thing planned for cj so we'll, oh, yeah, we'll figure it true. out yeah yeah yes, um, of course. we should we'll get on a call with cj this week and talk about mm-hmm. it. but mm-hmm. uh okay so then five o'clock comes around all-star saturday kicks off with the skills challenge oh wait on a side note um the NBA should bring back the stay in school jam. That's their biggest mistake. I mean, they totally lost, you know, like, come on, man. Watching Jaleel White and Will Smith play basketball in black tank tops was, uh, it was the only thing I had to look forward to. I don't remember this. What is it? Oh, this was the thing they used to do in the nineties. They would do a, like, um, it was like, 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 like a, like a all-star, kind of concert because they would be they were like fresh prince mm-hmm. was like doing a song there was like some there was like some rappers and then they would have like all your favorite like child stars 
and like a few players like shooting around and stuff. There was like a, it was like a teachers versus the students type game. I'm <clears throat> I'm getting flashbacks looking at these pictures. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's very NBC. This is back when, um, you know, Round Ball Rock. Speaking of that, uh, the Round Ball Rock theme song music era. I know we got Ahmad Rashad, uh, and we got Will Smith and Miami Alec, former star of Blossom. I think they were on the same night, right? Fresh For Prince. sure. Yeah. Uh, peace to Jenna Van Oy, uh, Blossom's friend. I think her name was Six on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, she went on to be on the Parkers and has a super fat butt. Hold on, opening a new tab, and and then uh, here's a uh, incredible picture of uh, Charles Oakley with Jaleel White in a headlock. Come on, the man. Chiron, the Chiron says Jaleel White, Family Matters, and then underneath Charles Oakley it says the bully Charles Oakley. <laughs> This is the type of shit I'm talking about. They should have kids. They should have kids from Nickelodeon and whatever else these little niggas is watching these days. Playing like Shea Gilgis Alexander and Danny Avdia. Well, Jamel, I have good news. It looks like the entire thing is on YouTube right now. And uh, this was the game for the episode. This was the game they put all the guys who got snubbed in. Like, this is the game for, where Dana Barrows, you see Dana Barrows drop 50 in the Stay in School Jam game. <laughs> Against my Alec. Yeah. <laughs> that shit was cold. All right. So, this uh, on Saturday, the the skills challenge starts. It's the uh, Antetokounmpo brothers minus Giannis because he hurt his wrist, uh, adding uh, Drew Holiday. <clears throat> And then we had the rookies, and then we had Team Utah. Uh, this was so boring, and also complicated. Yeah, they added multiple rounds. They tried to make it like, um, like uh, team gymnastics. Yeah, there was a point where um, they were trying to get the second round started, uh, but the the moving passing target. The like robot passing target broke, and so they like had mechanics in the court trying to fix it, and that's when I was just like, I'm gonna run out and get some beer because if this is like any indication of how the night is gonna go, I'm I'm gonna need some beers. Uh, At that point, I was like, well, actually, I'll tell you the point where I really got worried, but yeah. continue. Well, I came back, I got back just in time uh, to see Utah win. Uh, go team Utah. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, it's the same thing I said at the end of the point break. <laughs> Why am I laughing out loud at that? Um, but okay, so you know, we we had some time, and then the three point contest come up. Which, which okay, what? Uh, tell me now. At what point did you start to worry? When Kevin Herter went up to that rack and put up an eight, <laughs> they've added points, and this son of a bitch got an eight. Yeah. Um, In Utah. I'm like, you got, okay, Kevin Herter, you're white as fuck. It's Utah. It's time to represent. You know what? He, you're, you're, the fact that you're bringing this up, like, we forget that right before Julius Randle put up nine. The fact that, I think Kevin Herter <laughs> was doing Julius Randle a favor, and he's like, fuck, my buddy Julius is going to look bad. I'm going to, 
I'll put let me hold eight. him down. Let yeah. me hold my man down because I didn't even hit the eight round was so bad. I don't even remember seeing the Julius Randall round. Exactly. He's a good man. Yeah, it's true. Sorry, would... Kevin Herter. That for Black History Month, we appreciate you, dog. <laughs> that's real. Oh man, we're gonna get it. I think I feel like that's gonna come up. Black History Month is gonna come up again in a few minutes. <laughs> I just uh also um when Dame came out in the Weber State jersey, that was the moment I knew he was going to win. Yeah. Or 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 more so that he wanted to win. Like he wasn't just doing it because the league asked him to as like a favor, like He's like, no, I want this bitch. I, I, I saw that, and I, for the first time, and you know, I we've seen it happen in dunk contests where people wear other jerseys or whatever. We saw it in last night's dunk contest, but uh, it hit me for the first time. It's like, why don't they just let them wear whatever they want? I mean, I think they are now. I think it's becoming that. I think, um, I think Jordan got. Chat, remember when Jordan did his first round in the warm-up suit? Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, I think some people gave him a hard time for that. And then, but then uh, who brought it back? Brent Barry did that shit. Or did they have everybody in warm-ups in 96? I don't remember. I'm trying, Believe it or this, not, I don't have a photographic memory for NBA three-point contests from when I was a child. Well, I'm not even thinking about three-point contests because I don't think anyone's ever worn a different jersey in a three-point contest. It only happens in the dunk contest. Sometimes you see guys put on the player's jersey of the dunk they're trying to emulate. Sometimes they put on a, a throwback. Uh, and uh, Brent Barry, the only white man to dunk from the free-throw line, uh, kept his warm-up on. This is, he was playing for the... Uh, the Clippers, and for some reason, I have a memory of Kobe doing a dunk in the short sleeve warm up. That might just be from an episode of Moesha. It might be. Oh no, he did a he did one. You're right in the short sleeve warm up. I think they it was like warm ups were a thing that one year. It's kind of a funny warm up. Yeah, it they almost have... looks like like some wizard ass shit. <laughs> Like, not oh, like, like not like your team, just like an actual like, yeah, like purple, the cloakiness of it. Like if you're building a character in D and D, like this might be an outfit choice. <laughs> With my dude, yeah, if he's going to a pool party in the in the campaign <laughs> for sure. Wizard swim too, with? right? Yeah, absolutely. It looks kind of like some shit. The shit Carlton's wearing in that episode, uh, where Will and him are living in the pool house, and then they sue Uncle Phil for air conditioning. I don't remember that episode. Oh man, I'll tell you that that's a good one. That's I do the one remember where when they uh when they they're stuck in Vegas and they have to win a dance contest uh by doing uh Yeah, the Sugar jump Hill on Gang. It. Yeah, jump yeah. on it. Apache. Uh yeah, Apache, they do. jump on it. I didn't want to say that word, but uh <laughs> <laughs> But he's got I feel like they got some uh like, you know, flared out shit shirts in that as well, right? Yeah. Definitely it's like a Will's wearing a shirt where with fringe. The whole shirt is like half fringe. It's like fringe from above his belly button. Yeah, which is a thing that and dudes has got do. like a midriff, like trapezoidal thing. Yeah, and he's got like a midriff, but with the fringe. Yeah, no, they were definitely on some um, some weird like blouse wear for men. Honestly, Will Smith 
Fresh Prince in general, like very, uh, I would love to be able to pull these outfits off. <laughs> I mean, he had some stuff, man. He was, I know. He, uh, this is back also when everybody, there's the season where he's only wearing um, HBCU sweatsuits. Oh, yeah. Is that like season five when he went to college? Some, yeah, it's definitely like around U- ULA time. He yeah. did some shit like that. And then, um, what Remember else they did just he? let him and Carlton like run the bookstore? Yeah, which was absurd. The bookstore yeah. at UCLA is run by just two kids. Two guys who are, who've who never had just, a job in their lives. Yeah, who just got here. Yeah. And also, the show spent four years with Carlton being like, well, when I get to Princeton or Harvard, do I go to Yale? Hmm, my grades are good enough, and I have a 1600 SAT. And then he's going to ULA with Will. But, dog, that's what I'm saying, because that's, that's why. He was all fucked up in his head, and he started um popping pills, and he bought a gun, because he didn't get into Princeton. Oh, my gosh. Is that why he did the pill-popping episode? Actually, the pill-popping episode was before. This is when he was still trying to get into Princeton, and he, like, popped some pills. Like, Will, somebody gave Will some pills. Wasn't the gun one when he, like, joined the Crips in Inglewood or something? No, no, no. That one was the one where Will dared him to go hang out uh, at his man's crib, like, in Inglewood. And then they were all going to go to MacArthur Park and sell fake Gucci bags. And Will was like, dog, you're going to get shot. Don't do it. Because this was also, like, 1992. But, so, but that was that one. And then the pills one was also high school. The gun one was, like... Carlton got robbed or something or oh yeah I remember something that. and he was like fuck that never again nigga and he bought a gun and then Will's like give me the gun Carlton because Will got shot oh Will got that's Will, right and he wants to Will protect got Will shot. yeah yeah because he didn't get into Princeton so now he's got to protect this nigga Will anyways <laughs> so they won the three-point contest. I think any player should be able to uh, wear whatever they want. Really, sure. I'm excited for Dame. I love Dame. Obviously, I love Dame. And yeah. what was his, his uh, fifth attempt? Something like it. Uh, this was definitely – this was also the first time that I realized Weber State was in Utah. Yeah, like only like 30 minutes away from uh, Salt Lake City apparently. So he was he ran them streets. He yeah. really was running them streets. Um, after, after, uh, or I guess before the game today, uh, a reporter asked Dame, uh, are you going to like hang it up now that he finally won it? And Dame was like, you know, I thought if I won, this would be my last time. Uh, but then the second I won, I said, I'm going to do it again. So let's see if we can get Dame to the back to back. I mean, it's not unheard of. I mean, Steph's got two, three point contests. I think he's yep. keeping track of those things. Uh, so then that brings us to the uh, the main event of NBA Saturday, for better or worse, um, the slam dunk contest. Ah, uh, yes. The slam dunk contest, a contest that they went from it being too long to them making it too short, but equally as boring. But this uh, year, yeah, this, this year, year. G- generally, that's how I feel. This year was good. Trey Murphy was a good first dunk. Trey Murphy the third, Kenyon Martin Jr., Jericho Sims, and Mac McClung 
Uh, who? Mac well, McClung. now you know his name. Like, That's come what everyone on, was saying last night on Twitter. Like, like now you know up. his name. Like, shut the fuck up. We knew it, man. Everybody <laughs> follows Hoop Mixtape. We knew it. <laughs> he was. He played at Georgetown. He played at Georgetown. I saw him in the Kenner League when he this this the year the um the summer before his freshman year, and um I mean you know he seemed all right, kind of young, Didn't and he suck just unpolished and transfer. Nah, nah. He like he hit a game winner for them. I don't know what. I mean, honestly, what I think is Patrick Ewing is the worst college basketball coach of all time. Like, I don't really want to put him transferring out of Georgetown on him because he really he showed flashes in that season and like was involved in them winning games. Well, he left for Texas Tech, and then was then was whatever mid mid Greatopolis. So like maybe it was him. I don't know. But they he a declared bunch of dudes for after his junior year and then didn't get drafted. Yeah, a yeah. bunch of dudes from that Georgetown team left. All of their recruits from oh, that really? class. Yeah, there's this other kid. What was his name? Justin Akinjo. I believe you. Some you know I don't know jack shit about college basketball. Yeah. I only I knew about my, Texas Tech because I just Wikipedia him. I don't know much. I only know this because I remember watching Mac McClung on a goddamn ball his life or some shit, and then found out he was going to Georgetown, and then found out there was a free summer league that the kids play in before the season start. And I was like, oh shit. Oh, sorry, I That's thought all. you froze for a second. Yeah. Um, well, the, uh, yeah. What did, what did you, what was your overall impression? I mean, uh, Trey Murphy, the third, uh, my first impression is he should not go by Trey Murphy, the third, because he's nicknamed Trey because he is the third. So his name is the third Murphy, the third. I mean, but when you say it like that, it actually does still kind of hit. The third Murphy sounds like a, like a lost member of the, the dungeon family. <laughs> it's the third Murphy. Come get you some. No, I don't know what I'm doing with that. Uh, I thought Trey Murphy was good, a worthy dunker, and I thought Jericho Sims and Kenya Martin Jr. were a little out of their depth. Trey Murphy was a very good dunker. Um, Kenyon Martin uh, relied on his dad, Kenyon Martin Sr., uh, who didn't seem like he knew what he was doing or has never like helped his son with a dunk ever, but then came out to toss a ball off the board for him. With a ball that had um, Swarovski? Oh, uh, was like a, it was like a... Yeah, it was like a wiffle ball? Basketball? What? I thought it was like Swarovski crystals. Is that what it was? I'm actually not sure. I couldn't really tell. I was looking at the monitor. I don't. I don't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> I think it was. I couldn't. You know, I the dunks are so ugly, and he they just seem so unprepared that I just I was just kind of floored by Trey Murphy and then Mac McClung. So like, I didn't yeah. really like think about it. But like, now that I'm thinking back, in my mind, it was like a mesh basketball. Like you could see through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it definitely had the feel of um, this was Kenya Martin, Kenya Martin Senior attempting for the first time in his life to help his son directly. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know what it's called, but he was he was off before that, man. I think it was just nerves, dude. Because obviously, every dunk that you see attempted is something that these guys have done in the gym. And I think just being in front of everybody and Pascal Siakam has the biggest camcorder you've ever seen in your life. Like, Adorable. I, it just makes dudes nervous. Um, you know what I think Kenyon Martin Jr. should have done with his dad? What that is? Stad comes in wearing a big like turtleneck, you know, dressed up. Uh, they put a ladder under the ru- the rim. Okay. Kenny Martin climbs up, sits on the ladder, rolls down the turtleneck, and reveals the the kiss tattoo. You know that right. famous kiss tattoo he has on his neck. But of course, Kenny Martin Jr. Uh, does a three sixty, but kisses his daddy's little lip tattoo <laughs> <laughs> in midair up on the ladder, and then dunks it. I was thinking he'd do like a cartwheel and then he could come around and <laughs> yeah. yeah, he, well, yeah. Or maybe, yeah. Kenyon Martin senior lies <laughs> on the floor with his neck exposed <laughs> and Kenyon Martin Jr. Does some, some back handsprings. Yeah. Kissing his neck on the way. And then, uh, and then back flips into a dunk. You know what? That probably would have got him at least a 47. <laughs> I better have. Uh, because they were giving out points uh, willy-nilly. We'll get to that. Jericho Sims uh, just did not execute anything he was trying. Who was worse for you, Kenyon Martin Jr. or Jericho Sims? Jericho Sims because he, okay, so he tried to do a double elbows in the rim. Yeah. And in live, watching it live, it looked like he did it. And then you watch it in replay and you could see he only got one elbow in. But then kind of looked around all sneaky like and kind of snuck the other arm in too. Uh, when he did both elbows, I immediately was like, I hate this next. Um it just seems like, you know, and then he did uh he had the the poor maintenance people come out with a ladder and Bruh. Uh, attach a letter to the attach a, a letter to the net. Uh and then he, I think this is maybe an homage to the mailman, Carl Malone, who was judging the dunk contest. Uh, he he ran up and he, again, he went one doing? elbow one elbow in the rim. And then he used the hand that was in the rim to grab the letter. And then he, uh, you know, fell to the ground and tries to open the letter, but can't open the letter. <laughs> And he ends up accidentally tearing it partially. And then so when he finally gets it open, it says 50, but he's torn part of the five off. So you can't really see what it is. It's like he can't even open the letter right. Oh, my God. The fucking the public notary at the building came out and put a fucking he really sealed it. Why are they fully sealing that? That Just was supposed well, to have been. Yeah, just fold the paper. Was, just fold the fucking paper. <laughs> yeah, dude, we didn't need that. Whoever told him put the sticker on it was an idiot. Yeah. Um, and then I don't even remember his third dunk. I don't think he had one, dude. Really? Oh, did they only do two in the first round? Nah, yeah, right. And then he got then that's it. I swear he was. Oh yeah, you're right. It was only two in each round. You're right. See, that's what I'm saying. They cut so many dunks. The dunk contest in 1989 had like 12 people in it. Yeah, and it was like three rounds. 
I, uh, yeah, Jericho just, Sims was was my worst of the night. Kenyon Martin Jr. not far behind, but like better. Yeah, that shit was Middleburg, Tennessee, man. Now let's talk about Mac McClung. Uh, six foot two, listed at a uh, little tiny uh, white guy with one of the worst haircuts and tattoo sleeves you've ever seen. Um, but the guy can hop. <laughs> Yeah, he can. I mean, that was always his thing. Oh, we didn't even. Uh, we'll we'll come back to Trey Murphy, but uh, Mac similarly had a little like flair for the dramatic, uh, as traded in one of his dunks where he was like, he had two guys lined up, one of whom looked like his like goth best friend from high school, um, for sure. Gate City was wearing his Gate City high school jersey, I think, and then they're standing like you know in a row, and Mac is acting like he's going to jump over both of them. But then he stops and he dramatically goes, hey, why don't you get on his shoulders? And so the goth guy gets on the other guy's shoulders and then Mac jump, jumps over them, taps the ball off the backward backboard and then reverse jams it. Pretty good dunk. I mean, what a way to start. I mean, perfectly scripted. It seemed like he really thought this out. No notes yeah. off the backboard reverse. I thought he had just reversed it and I was sized because I don't think I've ever seen anybody go over the top like that. Kept take it and do a reverse clean with two hands. I'm not sure I've seen that dunk. I think John Wall did a version of this that was a windmill, but he did not go reverse. Yeah. Um, do you remember what his second dunk was exactly? His second dunk was the one where he, the second dunk was the one where he did the same dunk as Trey Murphy. It was a 360 reverse two hand windmill. Oh yeah, that's right. And And it just looks better coming from a short guy, shorter guy. And he yep. did it the opposite direction. So it yep. it also felt like, oh, yeah, you, you could do that. Well, let me mm-hmm. show you what it looks like. Goofy stance. Yeah. Uh, Trey Murphy, whom we didn't talk about any of his dunks. Uh, his first one uh, had a little, bit, a little bit of theatrics to it. Um, uh, Jose Alvarado, his teammate, jumped in, pretended to steal the ball from him. Yeah. And then... Trey Murphy's like, hey, get back here, running after him to get the ball. But then it turns out to be a uh, off-the-backboard alley-oop. Yeah, it was pretty good. I for, he, yeah. Was that also a windmill? I think it was a windmill, yeah. But, you know, it was also like playing off, you know, Alvarado's little kind of uh, Grand Theft Alvarado move where he comes out of nowhere and steals the ball from, from you. Hey, it wasn't bad. I mean, you know, it was cute. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh so McClung and Trey Murphy make it the second round. And then uh, it's pretty much just the Mac McClung show from there, right? I mean, now I don't want to. Now, Trey Murphy's dunk where he threw himself a lob. He did I've it between also, the legs, alley oop lob to himself, not hitting the ground. Now, that, was, that I have never seen. I, I mean, both of them came with dunks that I have not seen in a dunk contest. But I think. So Mac McClung did a uh did a kind of 
he caught he caught the ball from someone holding it over their head, and then he double pumped it uh, before reverse jamming it, which was kind of crazy. It was pretty crazy to do a double pump. Is like yeah, it was pretty crazy. But in real life, the first pump was whatever he baby pumped it. I'm I, he look. He gets full credit. It was an amazing dunk. I'm yeah. just saying. If between that dunk and the Trey Murphy lob to himself, I didn't mind either. I didn't mean. I, I thought I those they, were really close. I think they both got perfect scores, right? Yeah, yeah. I thought um, they was close. And then the final dunk for Trey Murphy in my mind wasn't that creative. It was just kind of like a little bit of like a windmill reverse jam. Right. Uh, yeah. Hold on. The you talking about the second one in the finals? Yeah. Where is that motherfucker? Where is it? I can't see it. Damn. Damn. Sideline sources didn't post it. What the hell, dude? I know. Yeah. What I, people have been weird about posting videos. I wonder if the NBA is like taking them down for some reason because they want Mackie Boy to be their uh, little, little golden child. Well, I know now that uh, whoever runs sideline sources is a white guy because it's all Mac McClung right now. <laughs> it's all Mac McClung. <laughs> um, they those actually their dunks were different. I just look back at Trey Murphy's second dunk. He actually <laughs> pumped it. He actually it was a so that's a double pump. So Mac McClung did a quadruple pump. Yeah, that's accurate. He, Whoa. Um, I think, yeah, Mac McClung did a, uh, people are calling it five, a 540 dunk. I think it, you could call it a 720 dunk. I would like to call it a 720. He himself did two spins. Yeah. He dunked it at about 600 degrees. I think people are not like giving him the final kind of like 180 rotation because he maybe like lands at like a, slight angle and then turns with his body but it was a 720 and you're if in skateboarding that's a 720 yeah dude i got i would absolutely and i you know what's crazy is i told a dude at the bar when i saw like his first dunk i was like yeah i think he might go 720 here guys I think he could do it. I mean, just this motherfucker off, definitely played Tony Hawk pro skater yeah. when he was a kid. He's going to do a 720. Yeah, he played Tony Hawk when he was a kid, and he's been working out with the fucking Flight Brothers or whatever. Like, he's not in the league, man. He's just working on dunks at his house. Yeah. Uh, Mac McClung ended up winning. I think probably deserved it. I think Trey Murphy is an incredible dunker. I just think he didn't bring as much creativity like if you're going up against a little tiny white guy who's known for being a youtube dunker who's on house of highlights like you gotta fucking bring more creativity than you did on that last dunk yeah i mean there was nothing he could do i mean he really did do some stuff that we hadn't seen either quadruple pump i thought the first i thought the first pump was he was just like doing it to prove that he could do it. But like in figure skating, he would not like there's a judge who wouldn't give him full credit for both of those pumps. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about the judging real quick because. Uh, man, it's what the fuck is the judging? 
why why is every dunk getting a 49.5 or above i just they did did they have to let carmelo be a judge oh that's or if we want to talk about that <laughs> carmelo being involved in this weekend all weekend long is a fucking disgrace and john stockton who was around for a lot of shit too although he didn't get the uh spotlight i'm watching about money jones by money jones talking telling me the girl was 12 oh right you know i have heard that that she was 12 like 13 when she gave birth what and then carmelo's just been in the woods ever since he just and then came back just to judge the dunk contest a man a, a six foot ten man who wasn't exactly known for his dunks also he did have the weird one where he put his hand behind his head like <laughs> well he had he had to deliver what a fucking dork of a you could have any nickname you want carl what do you want i want to be a mailman <laughs> like fucking they should have European people judging these dunks. They should have c- current players judging them. That's not bad. Yeah, why not? They're all they're all there watching and like getting fucking pumped for them. But then when you have to play against the guy who gave you a, a seven, that's true. Well, no all stars are in the dunk contests ever anymore. So, yeah, that's true. Um, the score makes no sense. It doesn't make sense that every dunk gets a 50. Um, what are we doing? How should they change? How do you do the change? How would you do the, do the thing? You know, it's a really good score. A 45 out of 50. <laughs> like why does like, why does everything have to be almost or act absolutely perfect now? But there was also out of respect. There were two guys with some close to perfect dunks. All of their dunks were really good. And there were guys whose dunks were not that good that were getting like 49s and 50s. They gave Jericho Sims a 49? Yeah. Ew. Well, that I, I don't remember exactly what he got, but I remember watching the replay of like, oh, he like slid that arm in late. He didn't actually get it in the rim. Um, I was like, there's no way he's going to get a good score. And then he came down with like a 48 or something. I'm like, why? How is that a 48? Mm. Anyways, it's all. It's all just uh, inflation has hit us all, including dunk scores. (laughs) There's no way around it, dude. You can't stop it. You can't stop the the yum rush. Uh, Is Mac McClung the definition of an industry plant? Um, I mean, I gotta say, yeah, but in the industry did the right thing. I mean, if no, if none of the stars, if John Moran isn't going to do it, you got to find somebody who could really dunk and they got the best dude they could find in the G league. I'm guessing. I mean, do you think there's somebody else in the G league who could put on a show like Mac McClellan did? Well, dunk probably. well, not like, well, here, okay, so here's my most cynical take. You ready? Uh, dunk contest, people have not been watching. Nobody cares. Nobody, you know, likes it because no stars play and it's been bad for a while. It's only good every once in a while. Uh, the most cynical thing to do would be to find like the little 
white like phenom who's like a giant internet hit already and even though he's not good at basketball and he's not like make the sixer sign him to a two-way deal to legitimize him and let him wear a team's jersey so he can come and compete in the dunk contest what is up with that he's he's not good why do i why am i remembering him having a a good game for the lakers once he like played the actual in, lakers he played in he's played in exactly two uh nba games once for the lakers and one for the rockets i want to say yeah. uh not good not good in fact let's look up his stat line in that game it's probably like three minutes just, anyways yeah yeah just scored just scored once uh He had six points uh, in 22 minutes. Wow. More than I thought. Played one game for Chicago. uh, Scored two points in one game for the Raptors. Two games for the Raptors and averaged four. Yeah. Um, He's not good. I think he's shooting like 32% from three in the G League right now. Uh... I, I truly think Adam Silver made the Sixers give him a two-way so that he could legitimately wear a Sixers jersey because when they announced that Mac McClung was going to be doing it, a lot of players came out. Kevin Durant, most notably, like just on Twitter, was like, this guy's not even in the league. What the fuck are we doing? And so I think in order to like legitimize it, Adam Silver scrambled, went to the Sixers and was like, hey, if you give him a two-way, we'll refund some of that tampering money we we charged you. I mean, I think so, and I think it was the right decision. But now, okay, so now Mac McClung on top <clears> of the world right now. Signed a shoe deal with with Puma. <laughs> I mean, come on, they're giving out deals today. Uh, and then uh, the guys that could have a career in the NBA are not a very long one. I, look, it's Utah. If you know a white guy who can dunk, this is the night. This is the night for it. The White problem guy, is yeah. that the, the event should never be in Utah. Short white guy with the haircut of a ventriloquism dummy like is going to crush, sadly crush the TV ratings. And I think it was like a very cynical thing to do. But now there's this 24-year-old kid who's like, maybe I can make it on a team. And it's like, probably not, guy. I mean, I think he knows the deal. I think this Puma deal is, I think he's... I mean, dude, if you got to deal with Puma, fuck the NBA. You play in the NBA to get the shoe deal. Now he's got the shoe deal. I don't know how lucrative the shoe deal is. It might just like literally be like, we'll give you free shoes. I it mean, just got yeah. touted today that he signed a deal with Puma. Well, if you sign a deal, that involves some amount of money because Puma can just send your ass shoes if they want. That's true. Anyways, uh, Sixers won a trophy this year. Come on. We're one for we're one for four now. Hang a banner. Yeah. Hang a banner. Uh, you said I do it, think- dude. All the frat kids, everybody in a white fraternity at every school in the SEC got a Mac McClung jersey on the way. Yep. And I hope they enjoy him. Uh oh, speaking of uh wearing another jersey, just wanted to point out that he wore his Gate City High School jersey for the uh uh seven twenty dunk. Which is like kind of a funny thing to do. He wore his own 
high school jersey because like usually like as you said when you do it it's like oh i'm gonna jump from the free throw line so i'm gonna put on <laughs> jordan's jersey uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put on dr j's jersey and try to do some fun dunks and then he's like i'm gonna put on my high school jersey i mean i think you know i think that's an acknowledgement that he's not supposed to be there i think that's him i think if he didn't get the two-way he was going to wear the gate city jersey for the whole contest that's that's probably true actually you know i like that he's probably just like you know what i might this might be my only time i'm gonna fucking rep my city rep my high school why not, dude? I'm the first guy to be in the NBA dunk contest who's not in the NBA. Not anymore. He's in the NBA now. Yeah, whatever. I mean, shit. Hopefully, he could, hopefully this two-way could get him a few ways. <laughs> well, let's move on, Jamal, to... You know, I was worried we're not going to have enough shit to talk about. But look, we're approaching an hour. Come on, Do you need man. to take a break? Nah, well, I you know I need a juice box. <laughs> and <we> need some <laughs> orange. You know I need an orange slice at about 48, 48 and a half. Um, okay, today's game. <clears throat> game opens up. Uh, Post Malone is the, the musical guest. A nod to the Mormon audience, I suppose. Yes, of course. This was the yeah. white one. This was the white... All-Star Weekend. And then he did bring out 21 Savage. You can hear the audience gasp. <laughs> really? No. <laughs> ah, shit, because I didn't, I didn't catch Dog. I was just tracking who got picked on my phone. I didn't get uh, to see any of the video. I won't, I won't uh, run it all down, but uh, it is... It was, it was fun. It was long. Watching the, 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 the draft live was long, and they think... Uh, like I don't know if they intended it to run that long, but it was like Giannis was giving like a forty-five second explanation for like every single pick that he was making. In fact, the funniest part is that when they were picking the reserves, uh, he he was giving these long-winded explanations for why he needed uh each player. You know, he he took Dame first because he wanted to win, and you know he had to be loyal to his friends, so he took Drew Holiday next. And then blah 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 all the way down until the his final pick in the first round, uh, he just goes, "I'll take some bonus. <laughs> I'll take some bonus. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was very funny. It was just like clearly, you know, he was like, you know, uh, all the white guys got picked last, which was very funny. <laughs> um, I mean, come on, yeah. Uh, That's, I remember you was laughing. You was like, Giannis got teams got all these point guards, but after watching the game, I was for like. Well, it was yeah, Peter the, that that was laughing about that on the? Oh, on the it was Peter. Yeah. Well, yeah, because like afterwards, I realized, yeah, the guards are the only ones who get the ball in an All Star game. There's no offense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no defense. No, no nothing. Defense. There's no <laughs> offense. No, there's no defense. Yeah. It's just guards with the ball. Uh, LeBron got to pick the first starter, and he picked Joel Embiid. Baby, come on. Uh, and they has lost. I'm sorry. <laughs> but then uh uh so the the picks go all the way through and then comes out to the last two guys, and it is of course uh Jokic and Markinen. Uh and Jokic, I think because he wanted to avoid 
being the last guy picked, just stood up and walked over and joined LeBron's team. <laughs> and then LeBron was like, uh, I guess I take Mr. Triple Double, Nikola Jokic. And then and then Markinen just joins uh uh Giannis's <laughs> team. Um it was very funny. I was like, did he just like George Costanza his way onto LeBron's team? <laughs> like, I believe so, dude. I believe yeah. so. And I believe that was the right decision. If you have two MVPs, you could do that. Yeah. Um, let me ask you a question just because, you know, obviously I love Joel Embiid. Um, do you think it says anything? We hear we're, we we have the Jokic narrative rammed down our throats. He's the most valuable player. Uh for the third year in a row this season. He's so good. There's never been anybody like him. He's blah, 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 blah. And Mm -hmm. then he is the last one picked. And Joel Embiid is the first one picked. I, you know, I just think that says, you know, is definitely is black guys picking. And, um, also that, Playing with Nikola Jokic in an all-star game sounds boring as hell. (laughs) Well, I guess that is also part of the conversation where it's kind of like, you know, the the, Jokic, his stats are so good. It's because everything is designed around him in Denver. Like he, it is like, his teammates run when when the ball hits the rim because it's designed for him to get the rebound. That's why he's good at getting rebounds. Like he's got incredible shooters around him. Like if Embiid had more shooters around him, he'd have more assists because he averages seven potential assists a game. And <laughs> yeah, I don't Anyways. know what to say, dog. I don't know yeah. what to say anymore. I mean. You know, I, 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 I won't, I won't, I won't grind to so hard for this. It's just kind of like it's funny. It felt good to me to be like, you know, what Embiid's never going to win uh, an MVP, but it seems like everyone would rather play with him than than most other people. If the players voted, he would have one. Yeah, that's all. That's that's, that's it. That's what I'm that's, getting at. That's pretty much it. I mean, yeah, the guys who voted look like Nikola Jokic's parents. <laughs> <laughs> we're so proud of our big son um game started you know yeah. uh not, not much to talk about in the game uh it was you know literally on team Giannis. uh larry marketing i think like scored seven of the first 10 points and i was like oh is larry gonna get like the fucking hometown mvp that would be so cool and then Jason Tatum was like, you know what? I'm going to take every shot from here on out. <laughs> it seemed like just listening to the game, because the whole second half I was getting ready for the President's Day to sell, the Fat Rally's President's Day sale, and it just sounded like only Jason Tatum and Donovan Mitchell had the ball. And occasionally Dame would get the ball if there was a rebound. Dame would get the ball. If Dame got the ball, he was shooting. Uh, there are several times where he shot from the logo a couple times and drained it. Uh, he nailed, like literally uh, stepped on the half court line, put a shot up, sunk it. Like just kind of like whenever Dame, Dame was like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna get any shots if I don't just chuck these up." So he just you know clearly was throwing them up. Um, 
on uh, the Team LeBron side. LeBron was actually having a really good game and then appeared to injure his pinky on the rim. Did you see that? Oh, I heard about it because I stepped in and I, he said they said he hit his hand on the rim, but I didn't see the play. It it didn't it didn't look gruesome, but it looks like something that like could be like, well, he's out for two weeks, you know. Oh my god! And it was because like it didn't look. It's not like his finger got bent back, but the way the way the rim reacted to his pinky hitting it was like crazy. It looked like there was a lot of force there. Um, Goddamn retractable rims. Yeah, LeBron was playing great uh, up until that, uh, until the second half when he sat out. Uh, Embiid had 32 points, a couple blocks, I think. A lot of rebounds, a few assists. Mm -hmm. He and Jokic were kind of playing a two-man game uh, once or twice, which was fun to watch. Jokic, uh, for his part, took four shots and I think jumped exactly one time. He knows how to do it, man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like he, he is both both feet left the floor once the entire game for him he is heading to mykonos in yeah, his Kyrie, mind Kyrie irving also had 32 points uh in 15 assists i think he was kind of on the lebron side the guy that was like i'm gonna get the mvp this time guys okay uh but ultimately it was jason tatum who set a record uh 55 point game uh most ever in an all-star game and team Giannis won. He got the MVP. Um, can I say something that I'm not trying to sound too haterish? Cause I do like Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. He took 31 attempts in an all-star game. 18 of them were three pointers in a game. If you're a professional basketball player and you're playing in a game with zero defense, it should be easy to score 55 points with 31 attempts, 18 of them, three points. It's, it sounded like he was playing like a dickhead. Did it look like he was being a dickhead? It looked a little bit like that. And Donovan Mitchell also wanted to be the dickhead. He had 25 attempts um, and 40 points for his part. But like, they were just kind of just like, I want to win. No, I want to do it. I want to, I want to be the MVP. Um, I think Michael Jordan averaged like something like 15 field goal attempts per his for like his entire all-star game career per all-star game. Yeah. Uh, 31 attempts is like, that's a wild amount of attempts in an all-star game. It sounded like some toolery. I'm like, is anybody else? Are they passing? Is it like, they're not even throwing alley-oops. He Tatum did have six assists. So they must have had 10, but it, it was probably all alley-oops. Yeah. Fuck that. Um, but I mean, like, good for you. I, I think it was the first year of the Kobe Bryant all-star MVP trophy and Jason nice. Tatum, you know, how he's horny <sighs> for Kobe. Had to have it. Called him about it. Text him about it. Hey, yeah. hey Kobe, I'm getting one tonight. <laughs> I did not watch any post-game interview, but I guaranteed something like that. Maybe not the text message thing. Cause I feel like he got blowback for the text messages. Like, Online, yeah. it, it read like weirdo behavior, but I bet he like he's testing something outside. He's like, I sent a few voice memos to Kobe's phone. Yeah, he's you know, he seems like he's a knob, but I will say a couple of those new shoes do look good. I still think the black and the black and red ones are lame. When the pictures leaked, he was like, "Hey, this ain't even the real shoe, though." And then it came out, and I was like, "Man, they look the same, bitch." 
the ones he was wearing tonight looked great. They were kind of like pink and yellow. Um, nothing I could ever pull off, but I was like, those are some cool fucking shoes. Pink, the pink, yeah, yeah, I seen them shits. I like the other two, the white ones, and the, there's like some tan ones. Them tan ones look like I could I could pull off some tan boys. <laughs> I don't think Jason Tatum's a knob. I think he's just a, a young guy who's still trying to like figure out his personality. So like he's trying on the like weird like I text Kobe every night before bed and tell him I want to like he doesn't get that that doesn't sound as cool and deep as he thinks it does. I mean that's the it. Look, if I just I'm just using through the transitive property. If I think Donovan Mitchell's a knob. That means Jason Tatum's an even bigger knob. Donovan Mitchell's kind of a knob. Right? I mean, he's he wore that rookie sweatshirt, and that'll always make me think he's like, that's his, you remember what I'm talking about? Of course. The, the definition of a rookie sweatshirt, because he was jealous that Ben Simmons was going to win rookie of the year. Like, that's just nerd behavior to me. It was really weird. I mean... Is there any money attached to winning Rookie of the Year? I mean, I'm sure there's like a slight. You must. What do you get? What did they get? Like 10, 20 G's? I don't know. I actually don't know. But I imagine it helps you with like future contract negotiation. Because I know that the all NBA teams is yeah. what the pay scale is all about these days. Yeah. But I imagine if you're looking for your, you know, your neck, your first post rookie deal, it doesn't hurt to be like, I was the Rookie of the Year. Like, that means something. You need to pay me more. And Ben Simmons got it. Deservedly. <clears throat> oh, uh, Ben Simmons didn't uh, play much tonight. It was weird. <laughs> no, Ben. Yeah, what was Ben's line tonight? Uh, he All-Star had uh, 12 headshots and his team uh, won five matches in a row. And then he ate some candy. Nice. Yeah. You go, uh, boy. But we didn't talk about Jamal the the halftime show. Have you heard anything about the halftime show? I know you were kind of I, I saw think you a little, were on route somewhere, right? I was coming back to the house and I came in halfway through. Um, was Burna Boy on? It was Burna Boy and Thames, uh, two of Nigeria's greatest, uh, and it was all tied into kind of the NBA's like push into Africa. Um, and it was an extremely like you know African culture show, uh, and. The white crowd was loving it. I mean, America is on Afrobeats. Uh, thank you to uh, Black Panther for uh, allowing America to accept <laughs> African yeah. pop music. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of memes flying uh, about you know white people loving loving the show, the the MacGruber with the you know with the hat. <laughs> Koofy McGruber, the Koofy McGruber, and the guy in the dashiki doing the the dance, the white guy TikTok in the dashiki. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, All classics. It, it's a very good show. I mean, I I love Burner Boy. I don't know Thames that well, but Burner Boy rules. And uh, oh, Thames is, is hey, she's on her shit right now. That's that she, shit. I mean, I'm very much. I'm I'm gonna be on her shit now that I still perform. She's great. Yeah, you know the one song. Yeah, I mean, um, I recognize the whatever it's yeah. called, like the biggest one. Um, yeah, yeah. But she's been around for a while, right? I believe so. Yeah. Oh, and Giannis, by the way, uh, only played 20 seconds. He got the first basket of the game, and then they immediately called timeout, and he came out because of his wrist. The Chris Paul. So he won the Chris Paul yeah. All-Star Game Award? 
Let me ask you about that behavior. Is that dickish? Should he have made room? I mean, I, I know he hurt his wrist on, I think, Thursday. So it's not like it wasn't a lot of time. But, like, should he have stepped aside to let someone else start? Uh, You know, it's hard to say. Because they had him. I guess, I'm guessing he felt some pressure to do it because of the whole uh, captain thing. Yeah, I know that complicates it as well. But Leading like, vote getter. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was funny because he, <laughs> right before the game, you know, what during the draft, he they basically were like, you know, my hand's taped up. I feel good. I'm ready to go. I'm going to give it everything I got, and then I'll play for as much time as I can. <laughs> and then he gets one dunk, and then he's like, eh, I'm out. Bye. 20 Thanks, seconds. Y'all. Appreciate yeah. y'all, man. Uh, and that's All-Star Weekend, Jamal. What do you think? You know what? Not as bad as I thought. I think once but, again, the worst part was the game. <laughs> yeah, the game was whatever. Um, Except for the fourth quarter. The Elam ending, uh, I, I didn't even mention this to you. Uh, in in trying to get the record, uh, Jason Tatum kind of uh, fucked his team because it let LeBron's team kind of come back a little bit. They, I think they were within – they were down big. I think they started the quarter down like 18 points, and then it was like – the target score was 182. Yeah. And I think there was a point where it was literally like 181 to like 178 because it took Jason Tatum that long to get the record. Which, hey, Jason, maybe try it next year. Let's get out of here. Well, you know, but he wants that narrative. He wants to break the record on the night that he wins the inaugural Kobe Bryant Trophy Award. And now the Boston media's got their backup in case Jokic kind of sprains an ankle or something. And now they got their next MVP lined up. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that. Jamal, anything else you want to talk about before we wrap it up? Uh, no, man. I'm I'm hoping. I, I know um, uh, Bradley Beal's on vacation listening to uh, techno music. And uh, Danny's at the gym in Miami. Hope everybody's enjoying break. Yep. Um, I'll be back at work on Thursday. Yeah, a little bit. Actually, nope. Friday. Pardon. Oh, well, the Wizards, you mean? Yeah. I just meant all uh, games are back on Thursday. God, because I, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself this week. Um. Well, you got your, your art sell tomorrow. Yeah. Tuesday, you got uh, you want to have a little play date or something? Yeah, we should probably do a play date. And then Wednesday, shit, I might be going to Disneyland. <laughs> hey, you got a full week out of you. That's, I need this. I need to be fully stimulated so I don't buy a gun like Carlton because there's no basketball. <laughs> what if you bought a gun like a cool guy? That's worth trying. I'm if you're there, like, come to the show on Thursday, Thursday night at the Elysian Theater. We'll see you there. Yes.